Welcome to the Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt Browning. So glad to be with you. Today is, of course, our cool interview Fridays We have uh, where we interview a special entrepreneur who's doing something great in the world. And I have a great guest today. His name is Art Costello. Very interesting background. Art came from, uh, you know, he served as a Marine in Vietnam. He played college and semi-professional ba- uh, baseball. So he's got a sports background, uh, serving in the military. Uh, he also has a degree in psychology. He's worked as a talent scout in the entertainment industry. He's owned a successful business for 30, 30 years, three decades. He's also been a counselor at Mercy Mental Health in San Diego. So he's down here in Southern California. And man, this guy has done it all. And he works on something very, very interesting. We're going to talk today about what he calls expectation therapy. And I'm going to, in his words, get you know exactly what that is for you. But he has an amazing, powerful program about that. And he... he he tweets about it. He Instagrams about it. He's all things visionary mindset and, uh, and, and creating the life and the business that you want. Uh, Art Costello, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Matt. How are you today? And I'm doing great. Doing great. So excited now that I'm here with you. So let me ask you first, you know, when you, have you been in California uh, your whole life? No. Uh, I grew up in uh, a very rural area in upstate New York and when I went in the Marine Corps, I ended up in San Diego. So, so from the Marines went right into San Diego. Uh, how many tours did you serve in Vietnam? Just one, just, just one tour. Was that was enough? I take it. Uh, definitely was. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. First, let me just say thank you. Um, just thank you, especially you know as we're recording this, we're coming up on Veterans Day, and you know it's guys like you that have have paved a way that guys like me in their thirties can have a, a safe country to live in. And I just very, very grateful for that. And I always want to take the moment and the opportunity to, uh, to thank you. Thank you. And it was my honor to serve. I did it willingly. I enlisted. Ah, <laughs> uh, that well, and, and in those days, of course, that's a, that's a huge deal. And so we appreciate you very much. Wow. Thank so you. You've done so many different things. Um, Tell me about the, the, the blogging. So you, did you, how did you first get into this idea of wanting to do therapy? You, I mean, you've done baseball, you've done psychology. What came first, chicken or the egg? And what brought you down the road of saying, I want to do therapeutic, uh, psychologic work with people? I think it started uh, really at a really young age because uh, when I was younger, uh, my life wasn't so good. And I went, ended up in the Marine Corps when I got out. My idea was to get an education. And in doing so, I chose psychology is because I think a lot of psychologists choose it because uh, they want to fix themselves to start with. And uh, it just grew from there. Uh, And, you know, opportunities arose throughout my life. And one of the things about my expectations since since I was a nine-year-old was to... uh, always expect the best and create my own set of expectations that I had to live up. And I think it it was part of being in the Marines taught me uh, self-sufficiency. And uh, 
maybe the best way to explain it is to give you an idea what my uh, childhood was like. Well, I was just going to ask you, cause, I mean, did you grow up with the, was it pretty tough in different ways or? Yeah. It, at first my, uh, it was really easy and uh, I played a lot of baseball as uh, really young from probably five to eight. And then we lived in an uh, urban area and my parents picked us up and moved us to a very rural area in upstate New York. And I didn't even have a neighbor within a couple miles. And we got to school and, and it, everybody was farmers and no one played baseball. We didn't have enough for a baseball team, uh, kids. And it was just left me very isolated. So during that period, uh, I became very depressed and lonely and lost because I had been so active in sports and, and everything as a child. And at nine, I took a trip up this hill that was by our house. And uh, I had laid on my back and I had a conversation with God in the universe. And I just heard that in this voice within me after many trips up that hill just said, hey, just be faithful and everything will work out. And over the course of time, I believed that. And I, I figured out a way to get out, which was by going into the Marine Corps, which is probably one of the smartest moves I had made uh, because it, it, it brought a whole new perspective, a whole new uh, set of, uh, it gave me structure and uh, discipline that I really needed badly because I didn't have it as a child. My parents never put any expectations on their children at all. No career expectations, no scholastic expectations or, or anything. So I pretty much had to figure everything out on my own. That's interesting you say that. I just wanted to, you know, my, so your parents put no expectations on you, you're saying? Oh, yes, they and, didn't. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's funny. So my, mine didn't either. And I didn't realize it till later on. You know, when I was growing up, I, I look back in my high school yearbooks, you know, and, and through school, and I did no sports. I did no clubs. I did no extracurricular anything. And I got in a lot of trouble in high school and I got kicked out of two and went to my third high school in handcuffs. A lot of people listen have heard my story enough. Um, but like, I was kind of that troubled teen. And I, certainly, I don't blame my parents for it at all. But what I mean, though, is I realized, man, I don't remember having a conversation about what do you want to be when you grow up? Or where are you going to go to college? Or, hey, do you want to do football or gymnastics or Krav Maga? Like, I don't remember ever having those conversations. Partly, I think, because they were busy with my brother who was getting in more trouble than me. And partly, I don't know, maybe they just... It, is, it was a conversation that never came up. Why do you think it never came up in your family? Uh, my, my parents were both alcoholics and functional alcoholics is what I call them. And they just, uh, I think it was maybe partly a sign of the times. Uh, you know, my dad had just come back from World War II. Uh, and uh, we were just coming into the Spock era. And, you know, they just didn't think about, they were so busy being who they wanted to be that they just didn't think about uh, putting expectations on their children or even giving this guidance. I mean, it was really bad in my, my household because uh, my parents didn't even tell us about hygienic things and, and all that. And it made it very difficult in school um, to, you know, to, to function in that when, you know, it was embarrassing because, you know, my parents never even taught us about deodorant. And, 
<laughs> you know, and I was 15 and I asked the girl to go to the school dance and she told me I wouldn't go to anything with you because you stink. And, you know, it, it even seems like the teachers or somebody would have said something, but they didn't. And I was so devastated by it. a good friend of mine just said, hey, let me show you what you have to do. And uh, we went, got deodorant at the store because I had, I had no clue. That's sad. That to me. Would you think, was that, was that kind of a theme in life growing up? It was like, Hey, I never heard about this because my parents never told me, but I had to figure it out some other way. And I had, I had to literally figure out everything on my own. So do you feel like that, that, that became a life lesson that, you know, obviously was tough as a kid, but do you feel like that's something that has helped you in your journey in the, as an entrepreneur and as a visionary and as a coach? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I can tell you exactly how, how the sequence went real quickly. And uh, when I went in the Marine Corps and got out of the Marine Corps, I decided I was going to get an education. Uh, the Marine Corps gave me the confidence that I could do anything that I set my mind to. And that is a powerful tool. Combined with what I had learned as a child uh, going up that hill and having faith, because I had faith that no matter what I did, it would always turn out the way it was supposed to be, and it couldn't get any worse than it was. So I was fearless in doing anything and trying anything. Inquisitiveness, I just followed my heart with always knowing that if you did the right thing and didn't fall into the path of, of doing the wrong stuff, that it, everything always works out the way it was supposed to. And what happened was for 30 years, I ran my own business. I did the things that I wanted, uh, married a, a great girl. And then in 2003, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Oh, no. And in 2006, she died. And I lost really everything. And during that three years afterwards in grieving, uh, I learned more about life than I think in the previous 40. Um, she left me with some wonderful gifts. But I, what happened was, is after three years, I, I had started drinking and doing stuff that I shouldn't be doing. And, you know, just just had lost it. My kids came and said, dad, you promised mom you weren't going to do this. And I went back out on the lawn of our ranch outside of Austin and laid in, looked up into the sky and heard that voice said, say, I've given you all the tools. You just have to get up and use them. And I literally got up that night and started reflecting on my life and writing about it. And that's how expectation therapy was born. That's how it was created. And it, uh, when I started reflecting on my life, I started reflecting on the things that I've always had the expectation that everything was always going to work out. And I uh, coupled that with the faith and the belief that it's always going to be okay, no matter what. And I just started going back into my my hardworking self and, and creative self and the book came out and everything worked out and it's just mushroom from there. And I'm the happiest I've ever been. I just remarried, uh, uh, eight years ago, uh, to a wonderful woman. Uh, 
And the promise of everything working out has is really, really come full circle. Wow, dude, that's it's so, so great to hear that as well. Knowing that, I mean, first, how hard is that? I can't imagine, nor do I want to, you know, to go through the loss, but to watch to watch you rise up into the new chapter and the next chapter, um, and and make it mean something new. What what have you done when you look at what you've gone through in life? From you know, as you said, with with, with marrying your wife, your your previous wife, losing her, going into a pit, coming back out, and now finding love and and doing what you're doing now. What kind of light? Like, if you had a hashtag that was "This is your life" and this is what you've learned in life. What are some of the life lessons that you've picked up? What are some meanings that you've made out of life situations? I think the 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 biggest thing is learning to believe and trust, uh, believe in myself and, and believe in my dreams and believing in other people. Uh, I put a lot of faith in other people. I'm very trusting, uh, and I care. I'm very passionate about caring for other people and, uh, teaching, teaching. And that's what it's all about for me now is teaching others what I've learned, which I do in my online course. And uh, I teach them how to use expectations to better their lives. Because if you have a great set of core expectations and you're faithful to them and believe in them and you're rock solid in them, I'll tell you, it is a very big confidence builder. And it makes you very assured of the direction that your life is going. Uh, you know, I've, I ran a, my own construction company for 30 some years. And uh, I, in looking back, I used my expectations in so many areas of uh, creating a successful business. And uh, when you do that, it takes fear away. And fear, as we all know, is what stops everybody from being who they are, who, they, who their authentic self is. And it stops you from doing the things that help you create success for other people. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's about having building confidence and having fearlessness and attacking uh, this world that we live in. Um, that's one thing about me is I'm fearless. I'll try anything. You know, I just don't live in that space of fear as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, as long as it's helping other people, I'm good with it. I, I'll go after it. Um, I'll do whatever it takes. Now, what advice would you give for someone who struggles with that? So I get it. I hear you. I want to do that. You know, I'm like, I, I don't want to be fearful. I want to go do whatever it takes. Um, but I feel like I'm stuck still. Let's just say, you know, sometimes I want to get out and do something great. I want to, I want to create something for myself or the people around me. The problem is I still have that fear. Um, wh what would you say to me and how do I approach that? What's, uh, whether it's a hack or, or a thought or, or a starting point? Well, I believe in the three tenets of expectation therapy, which is first identify, second clarify, and then solidify it with a written plan and follow that plan. I mean, it's, it's very simple. There's nothing, nothing. Can you, can you break down each one of those three steps a little more though? Cause I think that was quite sure. uh, impactful. I want to make sure we get it. And, and this is kind of a, a little more of an actionable plan too. So if you listen to this and you've had fear in your life and you're, and you need to get over it and you need to get through it to create what's next, 
let's go through step one at a time. I would love to do that. So step one was identify, identify. So tell me about what, how to do that or what does that mean? What that means is going to your safe place. For me, it was on top of that hill as a youngster. For you, it could be in a shower, it could be in your car, could be anywhere. I don't suggest a car because I really want you to get deep into your head and into your gut and into your, your being and identify the things that you want and don't want. And you just, you just hone in on them until you're absolutely positive that you know what it is. And then the second step of clarifying it is just take it and write it down, write it in two columns and just keep on focusing on it and hone it into that finest fine-tuned tool that you can use to identify and clarify it. And then what I do so is... So the clarifying is about the goal, about the vision? It's about the vision. Just it's to about, clarify what, what clarify is? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's about having a vision, a dream, uh, a goal. I mean, you can, you can name it whatever you want. But the important part is that you've identified and honed it down into this, uh, into this entity that you are just... It, it becomes so... In, uh, delved in your core being that you could, no one can shake you off of it with dynamite. Wow. Uh, so you get salts, you identify what's really going on. What do you really need? Clarify it even further. And then what's the third step? Solidify with a written plan. Take and build yourself a plan of action that's realistic, that has Uh, identifiable expectations and goals in it that you can start working for. Take and put it into steps. I teach people how to put their written plan into steps that are uh, digestible. You know, uh, I always tell people the, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. (laughs) And that's how, how you work with uh, your goals and your dreams. You take and you put it into steps and you start working towards it. And it's always in writing because it holds you accountable. And really, you could work with somebody like myself or you, and you can take those goals and they can hold you accountable with you also holding yourself accountable. Uh, I'm big into building uh, individuals who think for themselves, who work and become doers because we have so many people that um, don't, they write out the plans and everything, but they don't take it that final step of doing it and, and actually taking the steps and creating it. And that's the most important part. I tell people to become doers, just start doing it, get in there and start doing it and don't stop until you're at where you need to be, where you want to be. That's a great hashtag for uh, for a mission you can be behind. Become a doer. I love that. I'm going to put that right in our show notes. <laughs> yeah, I do that with high schoolers. When I talk to high schoolers, I tell them, uh, you know, become doers and go out and make doo-doo all over the earth. <laughs> and they, of course, they think that's really funny, but it sticks in their head. It's something that sticks in their head about doing. Uh, 
And it's important now that kids understand that it takes an action plan and a uh, action to make things happen. So if you, if you were, we, we're obviously talking about wanting to get something accomplished, uh, wanting to get something out into the world, uh, again, whether it's business, it's family, uh, whatever it is for you, but everyone's going to define it a little bit differently. Are, how do you, how would you define success? What, like what comes to mind for you on that? I'm very curious on what's in your brain. Success is attained when you make yourself happy, when you become satisfied with yourself and you, uh, you really try to teach others. I think that that's where happiness lies. When you start uh, sharing it with others, the things that you've learned, the things that you've created. Uh, a lot of people define happiness with money, but then you hear a lot of people say that they have money, but they're still not happy. And that's because they're not fulfilling their passion, their soul, their creativeness, uh, think inside of us, we all have this, uh, this sense of wanting to help others and create. And for me, that's what it, success is when I'm helping others be successful and create. When you're helping others, when you're creating, and I couldn't agree with you more about the money thing too, is I've seen plenty of people with no money be happy and be miserable. And I've seen plenty of people with tons of wealth be happy and miserable. Clearly, it's not a factor. But what it does do, Tony Robbins talks about how money will exemplify or um, uh, exacerbate who you are and how you see the world. So if if you see the world is scarce and you get a bunch of money, now you're worried that you're going to lose it all, or you're going to pay <laughs> too much taxes, or or whatever's going to happen. Um, so fascinating. So our, I want to quickly just mention too, uh, if you are liking what you're hearing, make sure you follow Art. You can follow him at Expectation Therapy on Facebook and Instagram. He's got um, a great following there. And he constantly is posting, like, I love your, your inspirational, motivational quotes constantly on Instagram. So I love following your stuff there. Expectation Therapy. And then you can also find out more at expectationtherapy.com. Uh, and at expectationtherapy.com, you have a few cool things in there. You talk about uh, an online course you have, but you also have your book. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, uh, the book around expectation therapy? Yeah, the book... Uh basically outlines uh, everything that I do with expectations, uh, how they came about for me, how you can use them at the end of each chapter is uh, five little bullet points uh, from each chapter that uh, you can use in your daily life to uh, increase your awareness of expectations and what they mean, uh, how you can use them in your life, and how uh, you can apply them. Uh, the last part of the book is about uh, my ideas about quantum expectations, because I believe that uh, when I was nine years old and went to that hilltop and had that conversation with God, that it has come full circle. And I am working on completing the circle of what I put out as a child about what was going to become of me, because that's what I asked when I was on that hilltop. God, what is going to become of me? Because I was so lonely and depressed. and he, I just heard, be faithful. And it's come to full fruition by me be believing and becoming faithful for all these years. I'm 71 now, and I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. I've, I've just blessed in so many different ways. And uh, I'm living proof that if you follow your 
your dreams and your expectations uh, and you do what's right, that uh, it'll come full circle to you. I love that. And what's, what's the book called? The full title? I want to make Expe- sure we get that right. Expectation Therapy, Mastering Your Expectations. Oh, good. I was going to say, if it was just expectation therapy, I think uh, I should have gotten that by now. So <laughs> expectation therapy, mastering your expectations. Was that right? That's correct. Okay. And then can we find that uh, on your website here? Yes, it's on the website. Uh, also in the course, I have a workbook that, uh, that is included in, in the course. Uh, the course is interactive. Uh, it's, a, it's a great course. It looks absolutely phenomenal. So uh, definitely I would encourage people to check that out again, expectationtherapy.com. Um, as, as we come kind of wrapping up towards the twilight, our, it's been phenomenal getting to know you a little more and hearing some of your story. Also, uh, uh, I love your, your three-step process to be able to, to really get out of fear and get into positive expectation of what you create. So thank you for sharing that. Um, final you know, a couple questions. Um, What's next for you if you feel like it's time to vision something new? If you were to do something brand new right now, what would you do? I'm creating a podcast. It's ah. called Shower Epiphanies. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I get great title. I get great title. I get so many uh, epiphanies in the shower and uh I just want to expound and help people uh, explore their their thoughts and help them guide them into really acting upon them. Because most of us, when we have those thoughts, we don't act upon them. We just tuck them back in our subconscious. So if people can learn to start using those epiphanies that we have and those those dreams and those thoughts and start moving forward with them, your life will absolutely change for the better. Brilliant. I love the title. I love what you're going to be working on with that. So your podcast will be dropping soon. Um, (laughs) By the time when this is coming out right now, as we record this, you're getting ready to launch it. But if it's already live, we'll of course put a link to Shower Epiphanies. You want to hear the tagline? I sure do. (laughs) Don't drop the soap. You're, you're such a great man. Our final question, all right, um, of everything you've been through and you've been through so much, uh, if you could change one thing in your life and your history and your story, what would it be? Or would you leave it all the same? I would leave it all the same. I would, everything that I've done and everything that I've created from a nine-year-old on has brought me to this point where I am. And like I said, I'm the happiest I've ever been and I wouldn't change a thing. That's wonderful. Well, everyone, Art Costello, thanks so much for being on the pod. I sure appreciate it, my friend. Thank you very much, Matt, for having me. All right. That is our Friday interview for today. Thanks for joining me, Art Costello. Remember, you can follow him Facebook, Instagram at Expectation Therapy, and you can find his book, Expectation Therapy at expectationtherapy.com. You get the theme. It's pretty simple. If you haven't already, make sure you also, of course, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube at Matt Browning. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That's the best place. But of course, you can find us on iHeartMedia. And now, of course, we're getting distribution on Chicago's 102.7 FM at 1530 AM. So make sure you check out the dial if you're in the Chicago area and you can hear our show broadcasting there. Leave me a review. Love to hear more about what's going on for you. And I will catch you. Have an awesome week. As usual, get out there and crush it. Do something great. 
and Art's hashtag become a doer. Go use that and post and tag Art and tag me on it. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you on Tuesday.